Hey friends, you're listening to Worst Show Ever. I'm your host, CJ Boyd. I'm here with Luby Flores. We are in the Sunset Tavern yep. in Seattle, Washington. Luby's husband is the manager here? Yeah, the GM. The GM here. He was kind enough to let us in at noon on a Friday, mm-hmm. Friday and uh, have our podcast. This is so funny. We were talking about a little bit how uh, musicians sometimes like know people for a really long time without spending very much time with them. I, I was like, yeah. oh, we've known each other for 10 years and we've hung out one other time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, but I the, think there's a mutual respect there where I'm just like, oh yeah, like he's fighting the good fight, like touring nonstop, way to go, busting your ass. Like I have a lot of respect for people like that. And it's just, I feel like there's that network all over the country. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't see it, you're like, oh yeah, there's a DIY guy fucking doing his shit. Go, go do it. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, we only played one show together, but I feel like every time I come through Washington, we'll like either I'll check in with you mm-hmm. or we'll like almost see each other. Ships in the not. night, and, yeah. But uh, you're playing these days in Wild Powers, mm-hmm. and when I I was trying to remember what band, oh, Sugar Sugar Sugar. That was, was my band. first band when I met you. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously it left impression that you killed, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I need to know that drummer, uh-huh. um, and. Tacos? Is that yeah, I still play in tacos. Okay, cool. Um, Wild Powers is my baby. That's like my all the time band. Yeah. Tacos is also all the time band, but it's like on the back burner a little because uh, coach, my bandmate coach lives in Tacoma. Okay. Um, and he has like a serious brewery job. Right. Um, and so, you know, we have been playing together for like 10 years, but it's yeah. not as often as, gotcha. you know, Powers. But um, And then I play in a weird noise band called Lorbo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's the newest, and it's like also a sometimes band, but it's super fun and weird. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm curious. You've been playing shows forever. I wanted to hear what your worst worst one was. Yeah. There's so many, (laughs) but um, yeah, yeah, the one I just did a podcast the other day about our last tour, which had one of the worst shows ever, and and so I'm not going to do that one. Um, But. I was like, Wait, I another worst show ever podcast? Well, it's not worst show ever. It's a. <laughs> I'm jealous. What's it I'm called? It's called. Getting... Oh, it's called Tomorrow We Die. Okay. And um and it's run by the dudes from. Do you know the band Akimbo or Sandrider? Mm-hmm. They're know. fucking rad. And okay. um anyway, John from that band runs that, and he it's brand new. But anyway, we talked about tourist horrible tour stories where he almost died and but does he always <laughs> oh right so the theme of that one is more like near-death experience yes near de- while on the road okay exactly Whoa. right yeah check that out yeah i know i was okay. like y'all Tomorrow. could be brothers <laughs> but um, specifically for musicians yeah for a tour for oh, touring I'm just, musicians i'm into that I'm well you know the longer you tour and you know all of the people we were just talking about you get to ha- there's this huge network of people and there's fucking crazy stories from everyone everyone yeah. has these stories so i love how specific that is though like yeah. <laughs> mine is specific but that's even yeah. more specific of not just bad shows but near death bad shows mm-hmm. or like near death experiences on the road by yeah. musicians i'm into that i guess i don't listen to a lot of podcasts but the ones that i really can't like it's just not my thing is where it's super loose and people just talk about whatever they feel like yeah, talking about forever and i just i mean there's not that many people there's like a small handful of people that i find that interesting yeah because you're like why wouldn't i just hang out with my friend and yeah. then talk about whatever we talk about yeah that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of exactly let's it. have a theme here people yeah yeah 
yeah, there's there's a short list. There's probably like five people, like celebrity yeah. people that are not my friends that I'm like, anything you want to talk about, I probably want to hear that. Yeah, I'm game. But, it, but it's usually still people who would have a focused theme, like Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. or like Alexandria oh, awesome. Ocasio-Cortez or something. Like, yeah. I, I want to hear what she has to say, but she probably wouldn't just like talk about bullshit for, for an hour. So then I got my hair done. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so... What, one of the worst shows ever. It was with Wild Powers, yeah. and it was uh, three years ago. We tour a lot, but this one was 2016. It was an album release tour for our second album. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't have a booking agent. I do all the booking. And um, so a lot, some of the shows are super great when we have friends in that town, like in bands, and they hook us up. And then some of them, like this one in Richmond, Virginia, we had never been to before, didn't know anybody there. Right. Had not been to Richmond or had not been to this club? Neither. We hadn't been to the East Coast at all. Right. Um, And so it was real, like, what's the saying? The thing in the basket? Crap in a basket? It's not that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, throw a hot dog down a hallway? Not that one either. (laughs) (laughs) Crap shoot. That's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hot dog down a hallway sounds like a really gross sexual injury. It is. It's is when, it? like, big giant, big vagine, skinny dick. <laughs> that's, okay, that's what I thought. That that's exactly like, what it is. But I was like, am I just going gross here? No, or? Okay, no, that, that was all me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't feel bad. <laughs> uh, well, you know, in touring, you fucking talk about gross shit all the time. I'm like, if there's a there's not a day we don't talk about poop and or periods, like, a lot in the van. Okay. So it's just, I feel comfortable. It's good. Definitely. This is a safe space. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so we booked this. Um, it seemed cool. We um, There were some DIY bands, rad bands. Fuck, I wish I remember their names right now. But... Um, who were like, oh, yeah, we want to play with you. We're going to yeah. set up this show. And they were, you know, younger than us kids, for yeah. sure. And But they were all hyped and had this, like, DIY energy and spirit. And I was like, okay, let's do it. But they were like, so the only place we could find to do it is at this jazz club, but they're down, and they have shows sometimes, and we'll get all the kids to come out. I was like, okay, whatever. So we roll into town. And do you know much about Virginia? I mean, it's yeah. like... Very racist feeling to me. Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, right. So I'm I'm technically a resident of Virginia. Right oh, now. I've never lived there. Okay, but that's where my driver's license is from. But I I go through there like once a year. Okay, but yeah, I mean more racist than the rest of the South, or just uh, Virginia and West Virginia felt to me like more than anywhere else. Anytime we even stop for gas, like everyone's glaring at us and just was right. like, what the fuck are you people doing here? Yeah. But then there is a cool like underbelt, like cool DIY culture there. Where I'm like, these yeah. kids, you yeah. know, there's some like street fun kids there. I'm just curious if you're comparing it to the rest. Like, are you saying, com- obviously compared to Washington, Virginia's racist. Oh, fuck, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, you mean compared to like Mississippi and Alabama? For some reason... We have a great time in Mississippi and Alabama. Okay. okay. But that's maybe just our personal experiences. But like, yeah, Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, that's yeah. when it was like got gnarly. Okay. Anyway, so we fucking, they booked the show and uh, we come into this club and it's a lot of like, the owner and the manager are these like older white people who are super drunk already. And it's like, I don't know, seven. And they have a whole bunch of their lackeys around and I'm speaking this with some sort of 
you'll see that why I'm mad and like talking <laughs> shit about them because they fucking suck. Okay. But uh, anyway, they're already drunk and they're looking at us crazy. And um, but the other bands are these like little you know stick and poke tattooed kids, and they look like I guess they're they were in their early twenties. But um, the singer of the first band, uh, they were. I would say, I would be shocked if they were, were not in high school. But anyway, there were this rad, um, thrashy, kind of noise, avant-garde band. And um, so when they set up, like, they were the first band. And when they set up, uh, everyone was kind of looking at them like, okay, what the fuck is this going to be? Yeah. And they had all their little DIY, like probably like 30 kids, like seeing kids come and they started playing and it was real thrashy and noisy and rad. It was fucking awesome. And um, immediately the manager came up and told them like right in their face to turn down. And they're like, well, okay. So they like did like a courtesy turn down, played another song. She came up again and she was like, now got in the kids, the singer's face. And the singer, they were probably, I would say, like 18 years old, right. tops. And so here's this 50-year-old, like, salty-ass, drunk-ass Southern woman up in this kid's face, literally like an inch away from them, pointing in their face and screaming, turn the fuck down, as the singer is, like, singing, whatever. Then she goes, unplugs the microphone. In mid-song. So then the kid is like, fuck this, takes the microphone, plugs it into the amp, um, and just starts, like, and just keeps, like... So it was in the PA, I assume, and then... Yeah, And then she unplugged that. I just know that they... uh, Yes, exactly. And then plugged it into the amp, you know, which made for crazy guitar vocals things (laughs) happening. Oh, the same amp that the guitar was Yes, like, while they were still playing mid-song, still, it's all noise. And, uh, (laughs) and we're, and all the kids are just like, fuck yeah, woo! like fuck the man and uh <laughs> kept playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then she eventually like she like screams into all of their faces and they're just like whatever we're playing at the end of the song like she's like you guys need to stop playing and they're like yo we booked the show here like you booked this you booked this for us like yeah. maybe do some research whatever yeah. they start the next song and she goes and just unplugs their amps and all the and unplugs the PA and there's no noise and the guy and the kid guitar player is like hey that's a vintage like music man Fender like or whatever amp he had and he's just like if that you're not supposed to unplug it like mid without turning the amp off like if you heard it you're gonna be liable she's like I'm gonna be liable then the fucking owner dude hammer dudes gets up gets in the kid's face and he's just like fucking uh screaming he was like you kids need to get the fuck out of here and like don't talk to her like that and blah 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 and he gets really aggressive like he's going to fight this kid and so now you're saying both the manager and the owner are drunk yes okay hammered yeah and i think one of them was bartending i don't know who was the bartender (laughs) at this point um and both of my bandmates we're like Jojo was smoking and Lara went across the street to get a bottle of water. So I'm the only like representative of our band. Right. And I'm just like looking at this go down and I'm like, dude, these are fucking kids. And the fucking managers are closer to my, I was just like, no, I'm not going to fucking stand for this. So I go, <laughs> so they're like screaming this, this older dude is going to fight this like little, like trans, really cute, tiny young kid. And I was like, no. And so <laughs> I just went up, I got in the middle, and I was like, I was like, hey, dude, 
And I just looked at him and I, I was like, hey, you booked the show. I was like, if you don't like their music, that's fine. But you shouldn't have booked a show and, or at least done research of the bands you're booking to make sure it went along with like your vibe. If it's not your vibe, cool. But I was like, if you're going to fight a kid, you need to look at your life and reassess what you're doing with your life. <laughs> right. Like, look at yourself right now. Look at what you're doing. Yeah, I was like, do you yeah. really want to like beat the shit out of a kid? Right. And he just goes who the fuck are you, bitch? And he, like, shoves me. Holy shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're going to fight me now? I was like, oh. And I'm not a fighting kind of person. (laughs) But I was, in that moment, I was like, oh, fucking bring it on. Like, I will fucking kill you. And at that moment, (laughs) I was like, you're going to fight me now? I was like, really, dude? I was like, you're going to fight, like, a kid and, like, two musicians that you hired. And I was like, now you're going to come at me, dude? I was like, you got, like, a foot on me. And I was like, and you're, like, this big dude. Go ahead. I was like, I was like, I dare you. I was like, bring it on. At that moment, JoJo, my bassist, comes out and he's like, hey, Loops. He like puts his hands on my shoulders real gentle. He's like, I don't think you want to do this. And apparently, don't remember this, I like shrugged his hands off my shoulders. I was like, we're fucking doing this. And he was like, oh, God. (laughs) And I was just like ready to go at this dude. And then in that moment, I look and I see like the 30, like, you know, late teens DIY kids just staring, like scared and looking. And I was like, okay, like be, be like someone. I was like, be a bigger person, be the bigger person. (laughs) And I was like, I don't need to swing at this fucking asshole. It's not going to teach him anything. And so I was just like, flashed him. I just like brought up my dress and I just... (laughs) Double flipped him the bird, double flipped him the bird, flashed him in the entire bar and all of his fucking lackeys. And I was like, fuck you, we're out of here. And he's like, get your craft fair, blah, 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 the fuck out of here. I was like, fuck you, asshole. I was like, you have no idea. I was like, ugh. And so we got, we were really mad. Sorry I'm screaming on your podcast. Oh, no, you're fine. Apparently I feel a lot of emotions about this still. That's, yeah. Anyway, so we all went outside. We're like, fuck this place. And, um... And the kids were like, fuck it, we're going to play out, like, my house, where we have band practice. So, like, it ended up, so that was the worst show, but it ended up being great. We all, all the bands went to this house. We just did, like, DIY-style house party, had a bunch of fun. I found this dog that I fell in love with and almost took on tour with me, but it ended (laughs) up being chipped. So it's good that I did it, little Frankie. But um, anyway, yeah, and then it turned into a house show, and it was a party, and it was great. (laughs) <laughs> but it started out very bad. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So the guy pushed you, and then you were ready to fight, but but like no more physical no. interaction no. after that? No. Yeah. Which was, I look back at it, and I'm like, you know, would I have felt bad if I beat the show that guy? Probably not. I mean, he was definitely way bigger than me, though. Right. Would you have felt bad if he beat the shit out of you? Yes. Yeah. But I don't think, I think I was so angry. I don't think that would have happened. But also, I've never been in a fight. Okay, that was my next question. You said you're not really a fighting person. No. And no. I wasn't sure if that meant you don't, you're not quick to fight or if you haven't fought. No, like, there's so many other solutions before violence, sure. I feel. But um, I also, like, have this crazy fire and, like, lift weights and, like, feel like if I needed to, I could. Right. But in that moment, I was like, this guy's a fucking drunk asshole, like right. sexist fucking piece of shit. I would like, I don't even remember all the sexist shit he said to us, but uh, he was, you know, it was a lot of like, oh, you're a fucking woman. You think you're going to blah, 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 come in here. And I was just like, Ugh. which, 
you know, after touring for 10 years plus I, 11 years, I think, like, there's been so many of that shit said to us that I just, it, it like, doesn't even phase me anymore. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. As you can imagine, that's a pretty common theme on this show. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but so, <laughs> I just keep, I'm, I have, like, such a vivid image of this. It fucking I mean, sucks. And people listening can't see you, but, like, when you said <laughs> I'm not a fighting person, I was like, I could, I was like, if I had to guess, I could go either way, where I was like, she seems very reasonable, but also seems like she could whoop somebody's ass if yeah. she needed to. Well, in the name of justice, and the yeah. name of, like, we're not just like, oh, fuck no, like, I am not about to stand for this, like, such sexist, misogynist, piece of fucking shit, like, yeah. racist asshole who's fucking coming at me and all my, like, little kiddo new friends. I'm not having it. Right. <laughs> like, no. Like, ugh, I'm not one to back down from, like, people. I think the other, I mean, is, do we have one show ever? Is we that do then? More than one. Yeah. And like the the only time I feel like I've backed down from a situation like that was uh, it was with Hosey and oh, um, you were gonna fight Hosey? Oh hell no, <laughs> no! Just but it was a super dangerous guy, and he started talking shit about Native people, and okay. we were in a situation that we couldn't. I don't know if I should like go into the whole where who's and what's of that story, but totally up to you. Well, um, for, so... For listeners, Hazoji is the... Well, she plays a couple of bands. Um, Helms Ali is probably her biggest band. And then I'm, I know her also from Lozen, which mm-hmm. is, I think, who I played with when I met you. Yeah. And Sugar, Sugar, Sugar. Uh, I first met Hazoji. Uh, she used to go by Annie, which she was in a band called TNA. TNA. Way back in yeah, the day. Like in 2001 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing person incredible musician all around both drums guitar bass whatever she wants to do yeah um but so please continue i reached out to her actually when we were doing this and i was like yeah i was like see did you know this cj's doing this pocket blah 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 she goes he's one of the most genuinely sweet and loyal trusting people i've ever known in my oh, life wow. that <laughs> was a lot coming from her she it was, was really sweet she was yeah. like have the best time um well and it's funny because we so Early on in this show's history, I did a show with her. Did she tell you this? Uh-uh. Um, but I just I had a lot to learn about the podcasting thing. Like, right yeah. now we're in a quiet room in the back of a bar. Yeah. Um, I She had said, hey, what if we do it on the, you know, that bridge going over to the Glass Museum? And so it's all windy? It's like... It's like <laughs> over the freeway. <laughs> yeah. And it's super windy. It's a really cool place to hang out, but it was not a good place to do to a record. podcast. So I only recently, like within the last month, I reached out to her and said, "Hey, I really feel bad about this, but would you be would you be into like redoing this at some yeah. point, like in a better situation? Like her story was great, her like everything was great, yeah. But the quality is so bad that I just felt I felt bad having people try to listen to it and have to like try to block out all the all the noise that's happening. But yeah, um, so yeah, she was totally fine with it. She's like, yeah, she's not going to be in Tacoma this time that I'm." They're on tour, yeah. Yeah, I just missed her with Helms Ali. Um, But, you know, we'll cross paths before too long and we'll redo it. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good one. Yeah, hopefully, she was saying hopefully with with Ben as well. That'd be great. They have lots of good stories. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so. So, yeah, this was a long time ago. This was Sugar, Sugar, Sugar and Lozen. I'm pretty sure 
maybe our first tour ever, my first tour ever. Yeah. So everything was exciting and awesome. It was a six-week tour, and we booked it ourselves, and so much went wrong. Like, oh, my God, did everything go wrong? Yeah. Um, almost got in a fucking fight, like knife fight with crackheads in Oakland when their van got stolen, got kicked out of Mexico. Like, Wait, when, when whose van got stolen? Lozen's van. Oh, damn. So much bad things happened. Yeah. But probably the worst <laughs> was when we were, uh, we booked this DIY show in um, the outskirts of Scottsdale, Arizona, which okay. Arizona's sketchy as fuck anyway. Yeah. But I guess Scottsdale is like kind of a nice suburb, but this was like far removed, no cell phone service, okay. far away. Yeah, and, Scottsdale's already on the outskirts of Phoenix. Yeah. Then, but, it's, but it is like a ritzy kind of retirement Apparently, community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the richest part of Arizona, I think. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's like lots of people who come from the East Coast, they want to retire in Arizona. That's so fucking weird. Scottsdale. <laughs> so fucking Bunch weird there. What a weird state, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're driving down this, like, we're like, okay, we're going to a house show venue. And we end up driving down this dirt road for like three miles. There's no houses around. There's nothing. I was like, this has got to be wrong. (laughs) Finally, at the end of the road, no cell phone service. Finally, at the end of the road, there's like a tiny shack. And it's got like chain link fence everywhere. And we're like, okay, maybe this is it. And there's a light on inside. So we're like very wearily approaching this house. And also, I should say at this tour, Lozen was touring with uh, their roadie. Margo, and then I was uh, touring with Sugars, so there's two dudes and four women. Yeah. Um, so we approach, the girls approach this uh, venue and house, whatever. We open the door, and there is maybe like six or seven, 18 to early 20 year old dudes just sitting around watching porn. And <laughs> like, I don't think their dicks are out, but I didn't really like look that hard. But I noticed this overwhelming, like, it's all smoky in there. And the smell of the smoke was nothing I recognized. It was not weed. It was not tobacco. Maybe. I don't know what crack smells like. But it was something that I did not know and didn't want to know. And I and we walked in and they just go, they didn't say, oh, the bands are here. They go, oh, the girls are here. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> We were just like. It sounds like something you say, like, in like a mob, like, uh, what's, I don't know, I'm imagining some like mafia. If you hire prostitutes, and then, yeah. yeah, like, the girls the are girls here. Are, yeah. <laughs> like, there's gonna be like oh dancers or prostitutes yeah. or something. Not yeah. like bands. Not like the bands that are playing here yeah. tonight. Anyway, so, <laughs> and they're watching porn, so we're like, hi, we, um, I don't know if we're in the right place. Like, is there a, stage or like a place you have bands and they're like oh yeah like in the garage they're like hold on a sec do you guys want to like sit down and we're like nope nope we don't want to sit down and um we're like you know we're just gonna get something from the van and come back we'll meet you in the garage we go outside and we're like what do you guys want to do this is fucked up only time in my life i've ever walked away from a show and we're like let's just fucking get out of here it's creepy as fuck so we jump in the vans we, like, hightail it out of there along this long, like I said, like, three-mile dirt road. On the fucking road, we come across this car that's, like, a late 80s sort of limo, I guess. And it literally has, like, fake turquoise velvet, like, 
um, paneling. It's Whoa. crazy. So we're rolling out, and they're, like, waving us down, the, this weird limo turquoise thing. And it's this guy we know from Bellingham. We used to live in Bellingham. Whoa, okay. And he's like, hey, I was in Arizona. I saw you guys were playing, and we were coming to your show. Like, where are you going? And we're like, we're like oh, dude, no, we're not fucking. We told him this, this situation. And he was like, oh, well, these are my friends. They rented this limo. Let's just go back to their house. Like, whatever. And I was like, we were like, okay, we have nothing better to do. We have no place to stay. Okay. So we follow this. It gets so much gnarlier. I know you're like, this <laughs> no. doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's the opposite of I was thinking already imagining how bad it's got to be for – I mean, I know Lozen. Yeah. For them to not play a show – Yeah, same. I'm like, it has to be, be very really bad. really bad. It was so fucking gross and nasty yeah. in there. It felt like I was in a doghouse full of like crack smoke and porn and fucking dudes just like wanting to fucking rape some chicks. That's how it felt. Yeah. And I know that sounds dramatic, but it was just like, nope. Like all the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you're like, get the fuck out of here. Not yeah. safe. Yeah. Uh, and the two dudes in my band at the time, as much as I love them, if anybody's going to keep us safe, it's going to be me in that camp. <laughs> right. They're, they do not have a lot of testosterone yeah. in that, and they're very like sweet, like, hey, man, whatever, peace. Yeah. So anyway, we're, get, we're like, okay, I guess we're going to follow you to this stranger's house. So we don't know. It's like an hour and a half away. And we go oh, way up in the hills of somewhere, Arizona. Definitely no cell phone service. And it's one of those neighborhoods. It's very nice, fancy neighborhood. Um, that is like everything looks the same. There's all sorts of like cul-de-sacs and swoopy. Like every yeah. house looks the same. And we're driving. Like we're like. Track houses, that kind of thing. Who? Tract house. Like, What's a tract house? Like when they basically have like one model for a house and they just put up the same house like yeah. eight times on a cul-de-sac. With like very, they're like, now the pillars are on the yeah, left side. Yeah. Now like, the pillars usually are. there's like two or three models and they just switch yeah. between them, but they're all the same. Yeah. Dude, it's so gross. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. But as we're driving up there, we're like, there's no way we could find our way out of here. Right. Like there's absolutely no way. This is before, none of us had smartphones. Right. So we had, like, literal physical maps. There were nowhere on any map. We have no idea where we are. End up at this house after, like, an hour. And uh, they're like, come on in. Da, 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 da. And they're real down-home kind of folks, like rich, Republican-y kind of folks. Mm. And the guy that we knew in this camp, he was just a regular at the bar we hung out at, at Bellingham. We never, like, hung out. So okay. I don't know his values. And to be fair, that guy has always been nice to me. He wasn't the problem. But his friends were just like, I was like, there's a lot of guns in this house. Oh. And like, it's really, ri- they're real rich and they're real, like to show off their money kind of people. And uh, whatever. Was there, was there like a party going on there? Nope. Was it was just the just three like- of them and then our bands. So the guy that you kind of know. Two, and then, and then his, his friend and his wife. Okay. Friend's gotcha. wife. Got it. So we go there and we're like, oh, I think we're just going to like kind of crash because we're like, this is kind of weird too. And um, and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, let's make some drinks. Let's fucking. They're already hammered, by the way, and they're driving drunk the whole time. And yeah, we're like. But they're in a limo. Yeah. That they rented. Right. Yeah. Do they have a driver? No. No, they drove. They drove. Okay. I don't know how the limo thing works, but I, I thought maybe they come with a driver. But. It was the whole kind of thing, like the limo is kind of a metaphor for these people, where it's like, okay, the fact that there's a limo means money, like 
that and they want to like show it off but there's no class there there's it's like <laughs> the grossest limo they're driving it themselves so it's like this weird disconnect the fake turquoise sounds pretty cool i mean <laughs> to be fair if i was ever going to drive a limo it'd be that one but i'm not trying to prove anything right here. right <laughs> so we get there and they make us some drinks and we're like okay fine whatever and uh husband dude for some reason, gets real mad at his wife. I don't know what happened. He was hammered, and he started screaming at her. Next thing you know, he pulls a fucking kitchen knife out of the drawer and pins her against the wall and holds it up to her neck. Oh, my God. We're all we all like, <gasps> like, oh, my God, is he going to stab his wife? Then she immediately, like this has happened a million times before, it seemed like, shoves her hand down his pants and just starts like stroking him, stroking his dick to like until he puts the knife down. And we're all this is in the kitchen. We're standing right there. We're all like, uh, we're gonna. Every everyone's around. This. Yeah, everybody's there. And then she's like, oh honey, ha, and he's like, like trying to calm down and like getting his dick stroked. So he's like, whatever, and like cracks another beer. And I was like, oh fuck. And then so Hosey and Juice and I, Juice is the other band member in Lozen. And um, we're like, what the fuck do we do? It's like one in the morning. We don't know where we are. There's no cell phone service. We don't know how to get out of here. I was like, I was like, you guys, like, we should just go to bed. Like, let's just go upstairs and like, fucking leave in the morning and fucking drive till we, you know, it's pitch black. There's no street lights. There's nothing. Um, the dudes in my band are like trying to be like, ha ha, it's all good. Let's chill out and like listen to Rolling Stones or something, like to try to like calm down this guy, which. I don't think that's the best method, but whatever, that's what they did. He starts getting on some rant about, like, the government in Arizona. I was like, oh, like, I was just like, yeah, really nice state you got here. It's really pretty. think we're going to go to bed. And then he, like, said something. I don't know how he got on this topic, but said something about how all of the, like, yeah, it'd be a great state except for all the fucking Indians who are blah, 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 and, like, taking all our resources and on welfare and all this shit. Um, and which... Everybody should be mad at that comment, but especially Hozoji, who's like, you know, Puyallup tribe, like super proud. She just, I see her eyes get big and she, like her whole body turns red. And this is where it comes back to like the one time I didn't stand, it's like, I I still feel so much guilt for like not standing up for her because, and for, you know, just being like, you're a fucking piece of shit. Because I was scared. I was like, this guy, just pull the knife on his wife, like, five or ten minutes earlier. Right. We don't know where we are. And I just, like, took Hosey by the shoulders, and I just was, like, gave her a big hug. And I was, like, let's just go. And we, like, went upstairs and just, like, cuddled and tried to just, like. And we just, like, were, like, whatever. I'm closing the door. Like, I'm not. We didn't say anything to him. I was. And uh, because we were scared. And I feel really bad about that. And it was the worst thing ever. And then first thing in the morning, I think we woke up at like six and just fucking piled in the van and we drove forever. We were so lost. We had to like stop and ask people for directions to get out of there. But I was just like, what the fuck was that, Arizona? But basically to try to avoid any more contact with those guys. The one time that I feel like, man, I wish I would have said something, but also like he would have come out like what would have happened then yeah i mean i understand that in that situation you want to like stand up for your friend but i also and i i can see also just to say like i can see myself being conflicted in the same way so it's not like i'm like no this is right but 
thinking about it now, like in hindsight, mm-hmm. like was anything you were going to say going to change his mind? No. Like that's kind of not on the table, right? I don't even think he, anything I would have said at all would have even, he was on a fucking, he was seeing red and he right. was on this own drunken train. So I can't see what the benefit of, you know, in that situation. Now, a lot of times, I think about this a lot with like online kind of hate speech and shit like that where there's an audience mm-hmm. right where like somebody being a shitbag if you do engage with them sometimes I'm not saying everyone should engage but sometimes if you engage you're really talking to the people that are reading watching yeah. right and it's and in a way you're just sort of saying no we're not going to put up with that shit no you can't get away with that fuck off yeah but in this situation where the entire audience is his wife mm-hmm. and your one kind of rando friend from Bellingham, yeah. like, is anything you're going to do, is anything that you could do going to make a difference to anyone? I could totally see deciding not to, yeah. to I'm like, risk anyone's could be murdered. Yeah. yeah, like, it felt like a super dangerous situation. And then since then, you know, Hose's... She's like a near and dear sister to me. And there's been several times, you know, when, you know, we're having a couple of drinks and had sleepovers where I'm like, I've like apologized to her for this thing that happened like when we were in our early 20s. And I'm just like, and you know, I just should have fucking said something to that guy. And she was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> like, I love you. We're good. We're great. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And like, I'm like, no, thank you for like not putting us in danger. And I'm just like, but still, I just want to fucking ah, like yeah. fuck him. Um, yeah. So this place wasn't so hard to find. I'd say go back. Yeah, fucking burn like, it down. Torch that shit. Yeah. Uh, but it seems unlikely. Yeah. So there you go. The yeah. shows ever. But most of them have been pretty great. <laughs> Even the shitty ones are pretty still okay, except for these weird violent ones. Now, were you saying the southern guy also said racist shit too? Besides. Uh, I like I honestly I was seeing red at that point and don't remember everything he said but I do remember a lot of sexist shit yeah um I don't know if he like I'm Mexican and but I'm half and so you it's uh in Lebanese so it's like I think I can be vaguely ethnic like ambiguous so I'm on on that train yeah so like people I think don't know if they should be racist to me like racist people are like wait a minute Wait, Do I just be sexist? Should I be racist? Or like, can you? I also be racist? Which one? <laughs> or both? It's so hard to know. You know that's, <laughs> yeah. That's the white racist yeah. dilemma. Yeah. Like. Trials and tribulations of being a fucking asshole. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't remember what that fucking douchebag said. But I definitely did not feel welcome. And I remember when we were loading in him talking about like, oh, are you having a craft fair? Because I was like, what does that even mean? Like... Because we're women, like, we're going to load in and have do crafts in your jazz bar? That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Fucking tool. But so he was sexist even before. Oh, yeah. Before any of that. The noise band or anything. And just real, like, turns up his nose kind of guy. Yeah. And like, oh, you're welcome for letting you have your show here kind of thing. As we're loading in before anybody has ever played. So, fuck him. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm sad to say you couldn't remember the name of the place, but um, it might have been Emilio's Jazz Club, which is shocking because nobody there was Mexican besides me. <laughs> but, I don't know who Emilio is, but I don't think he would approve of these fucking tools. But do you feel? I hate to I hate to call out Emilio's if that's not the place. I think it is though, because I was doing is? I was googling 
And I remember it was it started with an E, and it was a jazz place, and that's what the only one that came up in Richmond. But it might have closed. It might have closed. Hopefully, I hope Maybe so. Somebody burned it down. Yeah, and the DIY scene is strong there, so fucking yeah. who needs them? Yeah. Anyway. Richmond DIY, DIYs, what's up? Yeah. Damn, that's some intense shit. Did we do shit. it? I know. Yeah, I think we did it. Cool. <laughs> you did it. I I'm just, like, should I have I like ended it somehow on a positive note? I feel like I ended with a downer. <laughs> Sorry. Shit's rough. Life is pain. Uh, anyone who tells you differently is trying to sell you something. Yeah. Let's Throw see. a hot dog down a hallway. Lupe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for thank you. sharing your stories. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of Dewana Fryman, Meg Roberts, Christina Poez, and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show ever. <laughs>